Hey you, today is Monday, February 21st. Welcome to or welcome back to Keisha's house. I'm Keisha and as always, I'm really glad you stopped by. Now, if you're new, I'd like to take a minute to share what we do here each and every week. We reflect on last week's quote of the week. Then we focus on this week's quote and we use it for motivation and inspiration to set a plan for the week ahead. And then in the end, we discuss a few highlights from the book of the month. Okay, we gotta jump right in. I have so much to share with you today. So last week, our quote was from Les Brown. And it goes as follows. Love yourself unconditionally, just as you love those closest to you, despite their faults. Last week, we learned that unconditional love is defined as love without conditions. Love without conditions. And the question was, Can we love ourselves and set aside those conditions that we put on ourselves? The conditions where we tell ourselves that we have to accomplish A or B for us to love me. That was the big question last week. We also discussed a children's book that I promised I would bring up again this week and I did not forget. The book that I mentioned last week was titled, or is titled, On the Night You Were Born. Now, as soon as you open this book, it's written by Nancy Tillman. And I don't know if I just didn't notice it or not all these years. My oldest is 11 years old, and for some reason, I feel like I've seen this for the very first time, or maybe just stood out to me because of today. But as soon as you open the first page, it says, For you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139. And the very first page of the story, it goes like this. On the night you were born, The moon smiled with wonder, that the stars peeked in to see you, and the night wind whispered, life will never be the same, because there had never been anyone like you ever in the world. I absolutely love this book, and I read it to all of my boys because it's an opportunity to let them know and to remind them that they are not a mistake, that they are loved and they bring something so unique to this world that no one else can. And as powerful as that is, as we read this book to our children, as we get older, can we still look in the mirror and say that to ourselves? Can we look in the mirror and tell ourselves with honesty and just believe it for we are fearfully and wonderfully made that we are so unique that there is no one else in this world that can bring what we can bring because there's no one else in the world like us 
How'd you do last week? Were you able to set aside the conditions? Were you able to prioritize yourself and love yourself and reward yourself? Not because you had to accomplish something, but because you love you. Do you ever get those little notes from someone that just gives you a compliment out of the blue? Do you ever just get a little gift that someone just was thinking of you? Were you thinking of you? Were you able to say, just because? So I'm going to tell you, I started the week out strong. I did. And then life happened. And it didn't end very strong. (laughs) So if I had to give myself a grade for last week, I'm giving myself a C. I'm giving myself a C on this one. But that's okay. Because remember, here, we don't fail. And you get to decide what your week was. It's either an A, a B, or a C. But we don't fail here. Because life is hard. It gets challenging. And that's okay. We identify the areas that we needed some support, some areas that we just needed to review. Remember last week we talked about adjusting the mirrors? We needed to make some adjustments. And that's okay. You've identified it. That's what we need to do. Identify it. Because once we know it's there, then we can start working on it. So I'm giving myself a C, but I'm giving myself a C with a smile on my face because I know that I've identified the areas and I'm going to target them into the week ahead. All right, did you get your grade? Regardless of what your grade was, set it aside. We're in a new week. So before I jump in to the quote for this week, let's talk a little bit about the person who is known for this quote. So according to their LinkedIn profile, this person wears many hats. They're an award-winning writer and producer of TV series and movies. Most recently, and I thought this was really cool, this person was the president of the Conditional Rights Foundation, which helps young people become informed and engaged citizens. The author of our quote this week is Mr. Jonathan Estrin, and he's known for saying the following, the way we spend our time defines who we are. The way we spend our time defines who we are. Are. The way you spend your time, the way I spend my time, defines who we are. When I looked up the definition of defined, it's, it's defined as a state or to describe exactly the nature, scope, or meaning of. And I dove into a little bit more, what is the definition of nature? And I looked at what some words are just kind of similar, and it, it came up with characterizes or identifies or classifies. So if we incorporate those words into the quote this week, it would say the way we spend our time characterizes us. 
The way we spend our time defines us. I gave myself a C last week because I realized later into the week that I found no time for me. So in my job, I'm responsible for a calendar and we're always fighting to get free space on that calendar. And I've realized how many of us are constantly setting a plan. We, we set that me time in the calendar, but when it comes time to actually pause and give us the time that we've set, we reschedule. We reschedule and then we reschedule it again. And by the end of the week, we've given everything and everyone, all of us, 100%, and we've left ourselves with nothing. You know, for years, I used to be on that bandwagon that said, I give 150%. No, 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 no. There's only 100%. What are we leaving for ourselves? Where is our time going? How many times have we said, I don't even remember what I did yesterday. Yesterday was a blur. Yesterday was a blur, but when we were in it, everything was so important that we couldn't set aside time for us. Hmm, think about that. We can barely remember what we did last week, but when we were in last week, everything was so important that we rescheduled time for us. Where are we putting our time? And where we are putting our time is defining us. Defining us in a way that we may not want to be defined. So that brings me into the book of the month. And as you know, if you follow along each week, that we are going through The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And we just finished the first week. And in each week, there's kind of an overarching theme. And this week's theme was, what on earth am I here for? And each day, there's a number of pages, and it's different each day. But you read through what the lesson is for the day. And then each week, it ends, or excuse me, each day, it ends with a scripture, a question, and then a thought to ponder. And I'm going to tell you, some of these questions are not easy. They really do make you think, and I think that's the beauty of this book. It really pushes you, and, and I think that's also why he may, the author may have recommended that you go through this book with someone so you can have those discussions and that the other person can push you to really think deeply and to be honest with yourself. And one of the questions on day three, in day three, I I've, have notes all over it. And in day three, the question is, what would family and friends say is the driving force of my life? What do I want it to be? And I'm going through this book with my spouse. And he said, well, I feel like the driving force of your life is going to work and I was offended (laughs) and he knew I was going to be and I was like I know people look at me and think that I'm this workaholic 
Now, do I have the luxury of liking my job? I do. But that doesn't define me. That's not what I want to be defined as. But the reality is, the way we spend our time, it defines who we are. You know, I put in nine-hour days. Yep, and I work some evenings too once I go, go home and the kids are in bed. But that pushes me to say, well, I'm not rescheduling me. How can I go through my week and not reschedule me? Also, in this, in this week, there was a section that I'm about to read for you, but I want to share some research that I have found. I wanted to know how are we spending our time. And I'm going to tell you now, if you look this up, it's going to be fascinating. There are tons of research and articles on this. And there's three that I want to bring to your attention. The first is how do people, and this is what's titled, how do people across the world spend their time? And what does this tell us about our living conditions? Now that is written by Esteban Ortiz Osmina in 2020. And then there's the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics that was written July of 2021. That is a great read. It talks about in 2020 and 2019 how the effects of the pandemic has affected our time and how we spend our time. It's, it's, it's worth looking into. Now, for all of my research buffs out there, hold on. I know, I know. We were in 2020, we were in 2021, and I'm jumping down to research from 2014. Hold on. I promise it'll all connect. So this article was written in 2014 and it was updated in 2018 and it was written by Danielle Kurtzblin. And what I liked about this, and for all of you visual learners out there like me, it talks about seven charts. It's titled Seven Charts That Show How Americans Spend Their Time and I Could Not Ignore What They Had Found. There was one specific chart that had about six or seven different titles. But the top title that had the highest rating, it says that Americans spend five plus hours a day. And it turned out being on this scale, 166. We spend all that time watching TV and nothing else came close when it came to the other categories. In fact, the second highest category was socializing and communicating at a whopping 43. We spend majority of our time watching TV over socializing and communicating, over sitting quietly and thinking, I believe it was at an 18. Every other category was half of that of the second highest category. So I was reading through this week in The Purpose Driven Life and this paragraph stood out to me. So hold on, listen to what it says. It is impossible to do everything people want you to do. You have just enough time to do God's will. If you can't get it all done, it means you're trying to do more than God intended for you to do, or possibly you're watching too much television. Purpose-driven living leads to a simpler lifestyle 
and a saner schedule. So that is going to be our challenge this week. Are we able to set our schedules, prioritize our me time, and not reschedule? Because the way we spend our time defines who we are. We may have to scrub those calendars. We may find ourselves deciding, you know what? I may be spending too much of my time here or there, and those areas are just not that important to me. Because if those areas are going to take away the time that I need to recharge and to take care of me, to get sleep, to spend time leaning into my goals and my dreams and my aspirations, then those things may need to set aside. Because again, they may be and they may feel important today, but if tomorrow you can't even remember what you did today, was it that important? Because you gave up your time for it. So that's the challenge this week. Let's not reschedule us. Let's scrub our calendars and let's remove the things in our lives that don't deserve our time. Because the way we spend our time defines who we are and you're worth it. Because again, remember, last week we learned that unconditional love is love without conditions. Remove those conditions. You deserve you. Give yourself back your time. All right, I think we're ready. I think we're ready for this week ahead. And this one, I think, is going to be challenging because I know what it feels like to feel tugged and pulled in so many different directions every single day because everything is an emergency. No. We're not rescheduling our time. We're not rescheduling our time. We're going to be purposeful with our time. Because the way we spend our time defines who we are. A purpose-driven living leads to a simpler lifestyle and a saner schedule. You're going to do great this week. I feel it. I feel it. And I'm going to be right there alongside you. I can't wait to hear how you grade yourself next week. It may be difficult today. It may be difficult tomorrow. But just keep practicing every day to fight for your time and to prioritize it. Until next week, take care of yourself.